Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, what a time, what a time. I feel so blessed to be able to offer this episode of the podcast uh, on the day of the new moon. It's a time for new beginnings when it's a new moon, planting new seeds that can grow to a mighty harvest. So how wonderful that Spirit gave me this topic of worthiness. Uh, once again, it came up in the Sundays with Spirit, our Sunday service that everyone is invited to. We do it on Zoom, but we also uh, live stream it on Facebook. At, at Facebook, you can find the A Course in Miracles podcast page, and you can follow that if you like, if you're on Facebook. Your likes and your shares and your commenting all of that means a lot to me because it just helps other people in Facebook and Instagram, in uh, YouTube and Twitter and all those places where I'm posting things, your, your likes and comments just mean more people will share it. And my intention, my very strong intention is to offer truth teachings uh, based in A Course in Miracles and the science of mind teachings, eternal truth teachings that are liberation for the surface mind, the ego mind, that we can liberate from the personality and live from that higher Holy Spirit self, the wisdom of the I Am Presence, so that we can walk in this world more and more as the teachers of God that we are intended to be. So it just occurs to me to share with you uh, the Power of Love Ministry mission statement. And uh, what we say is our one goal is to support people who are actively interested in walking their talk, living the love, and awakening so they can teach only love and be truly helpful. And we're doing it together. So that that is our purpose at the Power of Love Ministry that I founded, powerofloveministry.net. Uh, is our website, but most of uh, what you can find, all our resources are at livingacourseofmiracles.com and jenniferhadley.com. So that's what we're interested in, is supporting people who are actively interested in walking the talk, living the love, so they can teach only love and be truly helpful. And what I know is that the teachings of A Course of Miracles are written in our heart. So we don't actually need to study the book, but the book helps us come back to our right mind. The book helps us by reminding us of the truth, remembering the truth. And that's what our journey of awakening is all about. It's about remembering the truth that is our very being. We are the kingdom. We are the jewel. We are the treasure. This is what Jesus tells us in the Course, that we are it. So I noticed for the last couple months, I've been saying it over and over and over again in uh, prayers, throughout my days, in my classes, that we live and move and have our being in a field of love, and we are that field of love, not separate from it. So let's begin with a blessing, a prayer, and uh, see what comes through. 
So I like to place my hand on my heart and remember that I am wholeheartedly partnering up with that higher Holy Spirit itself. I'm so grateful that I don't have to go it alone. That is an egoic choice, and I can walk always connected. So that is my goal, to walk in that love of God, to walk as the love of God, to know and remember the truth, and to see my brothers and sisters as they truly are, to let go of any idea that anyone is unworthy, myself or anyone else. So grateful to open our hearts and minds to the very truth of our being and discard every false belief that we've ever made up or valued for any reason whatsoever. We're grateful and thankful to surrender the limiting beliefs that caused so much suffering. We are grateful to be at the forefront of this movement in consciousness, remembering the truth, remembering the truth, remembering the truth. Let the truth be revealed in our hearts, in our minds, in the world. Let the truth be revealed and love prevail. This is our constant prayer, and we are grateful to pray it now. We are grateful to fill our days with the power of love and the prayers of love. We are grateful to share the benefits of our healing, our awakening, our ascension with everyone because we are one with them. We are grateful and thankful to know that it's already done in the mind of the infinite. It's already accomplished. So we're allowing it to be. Yes, we are. We're walking in the world as teachers of God, saving time by valuing the truth and broadcasting love. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. And if you hear my puppy moving around... (laughs) That's Bodhi. Bodhi is uh, named for the Bodhisattva, which I aspire to be. I'm sure I've talked about that before. So let's stick to our topic. All are worthy. All are worthy. And so the antidote to thinking that we are not worthy, that we are unworthy, is recognizing that all are worthy. All are worthy. All are worthy of our true identity. And no one is unworthy of the love that we are. No one is unworthy of our wholeness, the perfection, the beauty that is our eternal nature. So let's look at the text. Uh, In chapter 8, section 6, it's entitled, The Treasure of God. And in this, Jesus tells us we are the treasure of God. He says in chapter, uh, chapter, in a paragraph, oh my goodness. So it's chapter 8, section 6, paragraph 5. Jesus tells us God wants only his son because his son is his only treasure. Now, I'll, I'll just mention that when I first picked up A Course in Miracles, back in January of 2006, or maybe it was December of 2005, and said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to immerse myself in this now. I, um, I saw this kind of language, the father, the son, the, his Holy Spirit is a he, uh, I, um, like a lot of people, I thought, wait, what is this? What, what spiritual teaching is this that's talking about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and everybody's masculine? <laughs> uh, it it uh, disconcerted me, but I got a clear message in my awareness that said, don't let it distract you from the truth. Don't let it bother you. There's a reason for it. Just accept it and glean the healing from the text. 
And so I decided to do that. When I was uh, in my 20s, I used to really have all this anger against the patriarchy and religiosity. And I, I can't be distracted by anger anymore. I can't be distracted by being upset about things because I've realized that it's absolutely 100% true. I'm never upset for the reason I think. And being upset goes with feeling unworthy. This I learned for sure that almost every time I was upset, it was because I was taking offense, I was feeling hurt, and it was because I thought that people were treating me poorly. And I finally realized it bothers me because I am interpreting it from the perspective of there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough and I am never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be worthy. And it was those beliefs, those underlying beliefs that I was interpreting everything through. Those were the lenses that I was looking at my life through. So this is A Course in Miracles 101. I am responsible for what I see, and everything is just as I wish it to be. That's my little shorthand. So here we are as I record this at the beginning of the year. Let's just dip in for a moment because this is so critical to understanding our worthiness issues. Because everybody has worthiness issues unless they have worked on them, unless they have healed them. So if you think of people who are very powerful, right, sometimes we find out very powerful in the world of effects. So corporate leaders and things like that. Sometimes we find out that secretly they have this deep sense of self-hatred and insecurity and they hire um, people to, uh, what do they call that, dominate them, people to humiliate them in private and that they get turned on by that because they have this deep, deep uh, well of... uh, feeling insecure. So many times when people are very successful in the world of effects, it's because they are striving so hard to contradict their deep belief in unworthiness. So they need to have bigger, better things in the world, the tallest buildings and the most expensive homes and the you know all the glitter and and gold and all of that because they are literally compensating for a deep 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 sense of unworthiness because i and i used to have fantasies of glitter and gold and now i i really i'm interested in simple beautiful always because beauty is a spiritual quality of god but I don't need anyone to see it or say, ooh, look at you. You must be very successful. <laughs> I, I, to me, the, the greatest success is that, and I was talking about this in Masterful Living last night, the greatest success to me, the aspiration that I have, that I've had for a long time now, is that my, my consciousness would be so clear and pure, my awareness would be so clear and pure that I could walk into a room of a thousand arguing people and without me saying anything or calling any attention to myself, peace would break out in the room. Love, compassion would break out in the room without me having to say anything, simply because of the vibration that I'm holding and broadcasting. And this is what Jesus is encouraging us to hold as teachers of God. We're here in this experience of form in the world of effects because the curriculum 
calls for us to show up in form and broadcast this message of truth, to be able to use our physical voice as well as our energy bodies to show and demonstrate what the truth is. Let the truth be revealed and may love prevail in my heart, in my mind, in my life, in my conversations. Now, there is no way we are going to feel worthy of our beingness because our beingness is perfect love. It's perfect wholeness. It's perfect joy. It's perfect wisdom and clarity and harmony and all the spiritual qualities of God that I speak about so much. That is our true nature and our true identity. And the reason we don't feel worthy of it is because we look at ourselves and others, and we say, not good. We look at ourselves and others, and we say, bad, wrong, unlovable. And that is the core of our unworthiness. So the great thing, the great, 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 great thing that is true, that is the constant message of A Course in Miracles from Jesus the Christ, our brother, our teacher, who is saying, yes, you be the Christ. You are the Christ. Now act like it. Live like it. Know it. Jennifer the Christ. Nancy the Christ. Steve the Christ. Peter the Christ. Paul the Christ. Frida the Christ, Gwen the Christ, all of us the Christ, right? All of us the Son of God. The Spirit has one child, and that child is the Christ. We are the Christ child, and we are not willing to recognize it because we feel unworthy of the truth of our being because we look at ourselves and others and say, bad, wrong, not good, unlovable, unworthy. If we think it about one other person, we will think it about ourselves, because there's no separation. That's the truth of it. That is the truth of it. So, this is why in chapter 21, section 2, the responsibility for sight what, uh, and if you have the FIP version as I do here, it's page 448. Paragraph two here, he says, Oh, I guess I have to start with paragraph one. We have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which he gives you everything and the very little on which salvation rests, the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection. So the whole relationship, it's the whole relationship we have with ourselves, with the sonship, with any other individual person, because there's only one. It's the relationship we have with God. The same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship, your relationship with everything and everyone, including yourself, transformed to joy. The little gift you offer, that's the same small willingness. And for this little gift, the Holy Spirit gives us everything. Salvation all miracles, and crucifixion is changed to resurrection. So whether it's the crucifixion of our brothers and sisters because we don't like what they've done, we don't like what they're doing, we don't like what they're thinking, we don't like that they're racist, we don't like that they're sexist, we don't like that they are trafficking children. Of course we don't like these things, uh, but... We can still love the Christ in them and stop the crucifixion and bring on the resurrection. So the resurrection of our awareness to where we can witness our brothers and sisters as they truly are. Let the truth be revealed and love prevail. 
You see how all-encompassing that is. So as long as in our mind we feel entitled to crucify anyone with our judgments, with our attack thoughts, if we are defending ourselves for any reason whatsoever, mentally defending ourselves, then we must remember what Jesus has taught us, and I talk about it so often because I was constantly doing it, is if we're defending ourselves, we secretly have a desire to attack. Let's not do it. So, in paragraph two then, he says, this is the only thing you need to do for vision happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, meaning the belief in sin, all to be given you. Just one thing. He says, say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. So what I encourage you to do is to memorize this. It's not hard. It's very simple. And you can even use my shorthand. So here's the the thing that he's saying. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations. So let us set the goal that this year we are going to mean it with no reservations. I am responsible for what I see. And he's got am in bold here. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. And I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and I receive as I have asked. We can learn through pain or we can learn through joy. This is what Jesus has taught us in the Course. So I am responsible for what I see, I choose the feelings I experience, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. If I am a persecutor, if I am labeling other people, if I am attacking other people, I will feel that directed towards me because it is emanating from my consciousness. So this is why I say the lover always feels beloved. The judger always feels judged. The attacker always feels attacked. We get to decide how we would like to live. So today I choose joy. I choose love. I choose the truth. I'm interested in the truth. I'm not interested in the stories I've made up anymore. So I don't need to defend myself. I don't need to say, well, I feel this way because of what happened in the world. No, that is not why I feel this way. I choose the feelings I experience and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And as I was saying last week, so powerful where Jesus is teaching us that you cannot receive the answered prayer. You won't allow it. It won't happen if it's going to frighten you. And if loving everyone and seeing the Christ in them is not appealing to us, if we can't look at our brother or our sister who are behaving in a way that we despise and say, I'm willing to give up thinking that it's a good idea to despise them. I'm going to give that up willingly. And I am asking that higher Holy Spirit self, my mighty I am presence, to enter into my awareness and wipe clean the root causes of believing that despising my brother or sister is a good idea or that in some way, shape, or form it is desirable. That, that this is a worthy occupation for my attention. Heck no more. That's right. Hell no. No more, no more, no more. I ain't going to study war no more. Throw the mistempered weapons to the ground. That's all our judgments and complaints. Throw them to the ground, walk away from them, and say, I am done with that. I'm washing my hands clean of this. Enough, enough, enough. I've had enough. There's nothing more I can learn from studying this. And until we are willing to do that, we will not feel worthy. 
until we recognize all are worthy of the Christ, all are worthy of the love that we already are, we won't believe that we are worthy. So there's a really key thing here. And uh, I'm, I'm going to get into that after the break because I don't have time now. So right now, I'd just like to say I have a workshop coming up on Sunday, Unblock the Flow of Your Time, Energy, and Money. So if you're feeling restricted in your time, energy, or money, come join me in this workshop. It's Sunday, February 6th, and uh, you can get all the details at jenniferhadley.com, jenniferhadley.com. And of course, there's a lot of free stuff there and at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Also, while you're there, you can sign up for the Course Miracles text messages on the events page. Always go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com. You can see what's coming up. You can see other things that you can download and participate in. So the text messages are daily inspiration from the course. And you can sign up for as little as $1 one time. If you'd like to be a contributing sponsor of this podcast, you can set up a recurring donation of any amount. And I thank you for your contributions. Gosh, I love A Course of Miracles. And I love you. I'm so glad we're joined together right now. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Thank you for coming back. (laughs) So one of the things that so long to realize oh my gosh that is so important to me to share with you is many of us have and maybe you're like me I I put the ego in charge of my spiritual practice for decades I didn't know I was identified with ego I didn't know then I realized through my spiritual practice and the answered prayers, I realized that I could put spirit in charge. I could put the I am presence, the Holy Spirit, the higher self in charge of my spiritual practice and get the ego out of it altogether. So that's where I began to just completely surrender, surrender, everything, surrender. And uh, I, I noticed that spiritual counseling clients would come, because I've, I've been doing spiritual counseling for a couple of, 22 years now. So um, <laughs> clients would come and they would say, sometimes in a session, they'd say, oh, so it's about surrender. And I'd say, oh, honey, it's never not about surrender. It's always about surrender. We're surrendering the blocks to love. We are willing to have them removed from our awareness permanently. We don't have to know what they are. We don't have to know where they came from. We don't have to do an analysis. We don't have to do a... um, a deposition. <laughs> we don't have to do any of that stuff because for me, one of the things that kept me in the cycle of unworthiness for so long was that I was always or so often acting like the attorney for the ego, acting like the attorney for the ego. Exhausting. Exhausting. So what I would be doing was constantly gathering evidence that made me feel worthwhile and important. Aha, oh, I can see the pattern here, right? Analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. That's what the ego does. The ego analyzes, labels, makes a decision about things from an ego perspective, a perspective of pain and separation and suffering, and assigns the blame, right? Ego is always looking for 
Who is to blame? If you go back to, gosh, I think it's now 2020 or maybe early 21, I did uh, five episodes, I think, on the laws of chaos, which are the ego's laws, so they're, they're totally false and fabricated. But those basic principles of the ego are that everyone is bad, everyone's a sinner, and therefore everyone will be punished and should be punished. And that's the way of the world. So it's a hardwired habit for all of us who are ego-identified to go right to who to blame for this, What? who's bad and wrong, always looking for that. Oh, they're to blame, they're to blame. Oh, this is why I did this. This is why I did that. This is why, 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 why. <sighs> Ego analyzes. Spirit reveals. Spirit knows. Spirit is. No analysis is necessary in healing. We don't have to know what the false beliefs are to have a healing. Sometimes it can be helpful to lead us to a realization of truth. But as Ernest Holmes said so beautifully, and I love to quote him, Ernest Holmes, the founder of the Science of Mind, now they're the, the, the organization that represents his teachings is called uh, Centers for Spiritual Living. As Ernest Holmes taught us in the Science of Mind textbook, healing does not take time. The only time it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization, which it just doesn't take time to have a realization. It takes one thing and one thing only in order to have a realization of truth. And that realization of truth then obliterates a thousand million lifetimes of believing the falsehood. One moment of realization of truth will undo lifetimes of believing something that's not true. What is required for us to have that realization of truth? What is the one thing? Say it with me. Willingness. (laughs) Willingness. And that is what Jesus is saying in the responsibility for sight section. So... What I absolutely am so profoundly grateful for is the realization that nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists, right? That's where the Course begins with this this thought, this teaching. So we don't have to get to enlightenment. We don't have to get to awakening. We're already there and All we need to do is stop valuing the idea that we're not already there and live in it. And that's why our brothers and sisters are the salvation for us because our willingness to see that Christ in them makes it easier for us to see it and accept it in ourselves. And not only that, it's required. Because all is one. If we can only see the Christ in our brother, and if we can only see the Christ in Jesus, in Buddha, in Kuan Yin, in Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, um, whoever that we think is so special, then we may not be willing to see it in ourselves because we feel we're unworthy. But the reason we're unworthy is because we believe others are unworthy and we're projecting it onto them. When we treat others poorly in our mind, when we blame them for how we feel in our mind, And when we feel justified in blaming them for how we feel, oh, I feel hurt because of what they said and what they did, that is the essence of our unworthiness. Because I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. And I decide upon the goal I would achieve. So what is my goal? 
one of the strong, strong themes of A Course in Miracles is Jesus saying, please, 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 just choose the atonement for yourself. Accept the atonement for yourself. Value the atonement for yourself. What is the atonement? It is the realization that there is no separation and that there's only one. That is the antidote to all suffering. And as long as we value saying they should be punished or I'm a sinner, then we're valuing separation. If we think one person is better than another, and there's a distinction, I I constantly make this distinction. We cannot like what people do and say and think, but we can still love the Christ in them. We can still love the being that's underneath those beliefs. And when we do that, then we remember that even though I said all these mean things, I did all these mean things, even though I was vindictive and hurtful and controlling and manipulative, I'm still lovable, just like my brother my sister is. So until we recognize that all are worthy, our worthiness will not be apparent to us. And we can feel worthy of a hot meal, we can feel worthy of a hug, but we will not feel worthy of our divinity as long as we're polluting the one mind with our false beliefs. So that's why Jesus says here, this is the only thing you need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin. Remember, there's no sin, but the belief in sin and the belief in punishment, the belief in blame, all the things that go with sin that he's referring to here. In order to get this full relief, release, awakening, I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. I decide upon the goal I would achieve, and everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. So I moved into that place of I have one goal in my life, because I used to have many goals. Oh, I'd like to earn this much money. I'd like to find a perfect partner. I'd like to write books. I'd like to all these different things. And for years, I'd like to write plays. I'd like to write screenplays. I, I'd like to travel the world. I'd like to see, I'd like to walk on the Great Wall of China. I'd like to whatever, whatever, whatever. And I made a decision many years ago. My bucket list has one thing on it. Call it awakening, call it ascension, call it enlightenment, call it accepting the atonement for myself, call it what you will. God knows what it is, and so do I, because I am one with my Creator. That's my bucket list right there. Not that it's wrong for other people to have other things on their bucket list. Uh, It's fine, you know. I'd like to learn to scuba dive, but do I, is it, it's so important that I have to do it? No, no. I'd like to buy my own home and, and be able to put on an all-weather room so that I can sit a feeling like I'm out in nature no matter what the temperature is and fill that room with foliage and trees and have Bodhi sitting there and my my husband Yes, I'd like all these things in the world of effects. I absolutely would. Are they on my bucket list? They're not. But they are on my list of intentions and the things I'd like. So in the the topics that I'm getting from Spirit here at the beginning of this year, 2022, it's about really taking responsibility and seeing that we are the only one who is in the way of our awakening and we can get out of the way by putting spirit in charge and by realizing that is it the things of this world that are most important to us or is it the consciousness shift so for me one of the most helpful realizations I've had in my life 
was back in the 90s when I first started taking classes at Agape, I had the realization that let me have just one goal and everything else will take care of itself. So this was well before my study of A Course in Miracles. And so that one goal for me was uh, uh, I, I, I spent quite a bit of time contemplating it and writing about it and praying on it. And what it came to was a statement that I then began to repeat again and again and again, and like a mantra. And so that statement from back then in the 90s is, I live as the Christ consciousness, demonstrating love, compassion, beauty, affluence, and wisdom. So there are many spiritual qualities and the the things that uh, are most important to me in this lifetime, love, so teaching only love, demonstrating only love, compassion, com- compassion is loving understanding, so it's a very active expression of love, going around in the world, expressing compassion, loving understanding, that to me is my the core of my active ministry that my life is my life is my ministry gandhi i'm a student of gandhi's and uh, gandhi said my life is my message and i say the same thing that my my life is my ministry so I am ministering by teaching only love. And then, of course, when I found A Course in Miracles, began reading the Manual for Teachers, which I highly, uh, highly uh, recommend folks that they begin with the clarifications of terms and then go to the Manual for Teachers because both are very concentrated and uh, they're less cryptic. So um, starting there, in the manual for teachers, uh, Jesus is telling us that we, we have it within us. So let us demonstrate it. Let us recognize that is what our human life experience is for, to teach only love. So I, I really got that, that it's about being in this world, but not of it, and recognizing the Christ in our brothers and sisters. That is, in a sense, our job, and I say I work for God Incorporated, not just because I'm a minister, because before I became a minister, I was saying I work for God Incorporated. I I began to realize this really is what my life is about. It's not forgetting stuff. For, uh, for It's not for having things and stuff like that. It's for recognizing that our life is the life of God. Our mind is the mind of God. And that we have a precious, precious opportunity to live this Christed life. That's why we came here in this experience. I'm here only to be truly helpful. So, my statement, I live as the Christ consciousness, demonstrating love, compassion, affluence, beauty, and wisdom. So, to me, affluence is a spiritual quality to be in the flow, to be in the flow of divine wisdom, divine intelligence, that what Buddhists talk about being in that state of emptiness. So we're completely available, 100% available for divine inspiration and guidance from that higher Holy Spirit self. That, and that's what the truly helpful prayer is all about. It's, it's saying, I don't have to wonder or worry about what to say or what to do or where to go or when to go because the one who sent me will direct me. And I am so comfortable to go wherever spirit directs me because I know spirit goes there with me. If I make my bed in hell, spirit is there with me. If if I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, spirit is there with me. There's no place I can go where spirit is not. 
right? There's no spot where spirit is not. So that gives me the confidence. And it reminds me that I'm worthy. So the truly helpful prayer and the responsibility for sight prayer, these two combined, repeating them over and over and over again throughout your day, are medicine that heal the mind, which heals the emotional body, which heals the physical body, which heals the finances, which heals the career, which heals everything. It's not complicated. It's so freaking simple. It just requires the willingness to let go of thinking, I don't want that. I Oh, what if it means there won't be any ice cream? Well, what if it means I won't be able to drink wine anymore? Why wouldn't you be able to drink wine if you want to drink wine? Why wouldn't you be able to? Now, I will say for myself, I, I the for the last ooh, 25, 30 years, I've been doing more and more cleansing. And uh, cleansing the body temple, and I really find that my mind is more clear when I eat cleaner. And so for the last many years, I, I don't drink much alcohol, but I'm not sacrificing. I'm not, oh, I really wish I could have a glass of wine. No, if I wished a glass of wine, I would have a glass of wine. I would keep wine in the house and I would be drinking it. But I I don't actually have a desire for it. So there's no sacrifice. There's no, oh, I wanted to be able to smoke cigarettes, but now I can't because I'm trying to be so spiritual. No, it doesn't work that way. I was pursuing a spiritual life and going in and out of smoking cigarettes for a long time. But then I just realized, yeah, I don't don't want this anymore. So there's no sacrifice in not smoking. I don't want it anymore. It's like there's no sacrifice in polluting my body and not having hangovers anymore. I used to have terrible hangovers Staying up late, drinking, smoking, eating too many things with salt in them or sugar in them, and then waking up feeling hungover. I I don't have an interest in that because now I love the Christ within, and I'm interested in that. But it's not a sacrifice, you see? Isn't that wonderful? So we don't have to make anything wrong or bad. It's one of the core things that I say, stop making things wrong or bad. Because as soon as we do, then we're going to be drawn to it because we believe we are wrong and bad. And then we are drawn to those things that are a vibrational match for our belief that we're wrong and bad. So I don't believe that about myself anymore. So I am not drawn to those things. And along the way, I had a realization those things are not wrong and bad. It's just my thinking makes it so in my awareness. Let me not delude myself anymore. Everything in this world is neutral. It's neutral. I've given everything in this world all the meaning that it has for me. So my shorthand for responsibility of sight, I am responsible for what I see, and everything is just as I wish it would be. And if I'm blaming one other person for how I feel, Instead of saying, I choose the feelings I experience and everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. If I'm thinking I'm a victim of the world and blaming other people for it, because that's what victims do, I am pushing God out of my mind and I am worshiping at the altar of my personality and my ego belief thoughts. So the undoing of all the unworthiness, all of it, comes from instead of trying to undo it, instead of looking at ourselves and going, ugh, you got a long way to go. (laughs) Spiritual students say that to me all the time. I know I've got a long way to go. You don't. You don't. In fact, there's no distance. There's just 
a realization of truth. The, the only time it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization, which is no time at all. Realizations are not time-dependent. Willingness is all that's required. So focus your life and your being this year 100% on being willing to look for the loving choices, to make loving choices. Focus your attention on that 100%. Don't be distracted by any other thing. And you will see that you have made huge strides. And maybe you will... uh, Realize by the end of the year, I am awake now. I am awake. We can live in an awakened state. Anytime I fall out of the awake state, I know it instantly because I don't feel happy. I don't feel good. I don't feel settled and secure. I feel insecure. All unworthiness will fade away. We don't have to get to worthiness. We are already worthy. All we have to do is stop being interested in and attached to our thoughts of unworthiness about ourselves and others. It is not more complicated than this. Now, I have done versions of this topic over the last 10 years, because I've been doing this podcast for 10 years. Uh, So I probably said exactly the same thing 10 years ago. (laughs) So take a look. Look for worthy in the... um, search function of the podcast. And remember, if you're on an Apple device, there are two podcasts, Course Miracles and A Course Miracles Archive, in order to get the 550-some episodes. So there you go. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, my time is almost up. Please take a look at my Unblock the Flow of Your Time, Energy, and Money workshop this Sunday. And check out all the other offerings at jenniferhadley.com and livingacourseofmiracles.com. So much free stuff, daily inspiration, daily prayers, so much, so much, so much. And more to come. Lots of wonderful things happening this year. I'm so excited for us. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good by the end of the year. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude and be so grateful and thankful that all are worthy and we're willing to see it and know it and feel it and be it. We share the benefits with our brothers and sisters because we're united. In gratitude we say, and so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.